Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. We're in Acts chapter 8, verse 14. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. And Simon answered, Pray for me to the Lord, that nothing of what you have said may come upon me. A village of Samaritans received Jesus as their Savior and Lord. And once word gets back to Jerusalem... The church in Jerusalem sends Peter and John to check things out. The only thing that was lacking in that Samaritan village was that they hadn't received the Holy Spirit. Well, why is that? Why must they wait for the apostles, Peter and John, to show up and lay hands on them before they received the Holy Spirit? Was it some type of second blessing? I don't think so. The apostles lay hands on them and then they received the Holy Spirit so it would be known to the Samaritan believers and the Jerusalem believers that the Samaritans were not second-class Christians. They have received the same Holy Spirit as those in Jerusalem did. The same gospel had been preached and received with the same effect, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And this could be verified by Peter and John. So you have gospel unity here verified with apostolic authority. So there was a potential threat against the global unity of the church in that there could have been a division between Jewish Christians and Samaritan Christians. But God was not going to let that happen. Neither was he going to let the beginning of the Samaritan church be hijacked by a charlatan, Simon the Sorcerer. Simon desired to bring old habits and old tricks, old ways from his former life into his Christianity, much like Ananias and Sapphira did back in Acts chapter 5. But Peter and John wouldn't allow it. God, through Peter and John, were not going to allow someone to use Christianity to manipulate and convolute the gospel. When you pray today, will you pray for continued gospel unity in your church and in the churches in your local and state and national association? And pray that God would guard you and that you would be discerning enough to stay away from manipulating the gospel, that God would send you faithful men to teach you and surround you with godly men and women to live according to a biblical world view. Also, pray for Larry and Tammy Wood, new missionaries to the Ukraine, and pray for the Igbo broadcast in the target area of Nigeria. Mm -hmm.